At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. episode Barney is back um I know I talked about how this is like super different this season where it's just like you know we sit down have conversations and let it flow and we don't plan but when I tell you that we didn't plan this <laughs> it's like this is weird this it's is like weird for, for real we haven't even talked about what we're gonna talk about and Barney and I have talked a lot about you know different things that we feel passionate about mental health and xyz so this is the first time we've really sat down. But like I said, we haven't discussed anything that this is going to be about. We kind of had a couple ideas. But um, yeah, so we're just kind of setting these up and letting them fly. And we're going to take it from there and see how it goes. Yeah, but I mean, I'm excited. I mean, we talked about this for a forever. while. I know. Uh, before I moved out here, we, it, you know, it doesn't matter any like now because you know, we're doing it and that's all that matters. But when, before I moved out, we had talked a lot about like, Oh, we're going to do this with the podcast. We're going to do that with the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I like, honestly didn't know if this was ever going to start back up again. (laughs) I'm really happy it did. I I love seeing you do this because it's obviously something you're passionate about. And Mm -hmm. it's nice to see that spark ignite again and to see how passionate you are about it because it's, it's, it, it is kind of inspiring because it makes, I don't know, I'm speaking for myself here, mm-hmm. but it makes me like, oh, yeah, like, you know, some things kind of like burn out and then you can always rekindle it. Mm-hmm. And I definitely just, I don't know, I've, I've watched you in the past month and it's been really, I mean, good on you. Like, I mean, Thanks. I'm proud of you. <laughs> I'm proud Thank of you. you. And I've like heard some of these episodes, mm-hmm. um, only heard a little bit of cruises, but, you know. Awesome. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, basically, for people who are listening, you were probably like, what the fuck? Obviously, like, we're literally together in person. This is not on Zoom. Yes, Barney made the move out to Hawaii. Um, we lived together again. Roommates <laughs> back at it again. <laughs> we couldn't live without each uh, yeah, other. we really cannot. <laughs> and um, it's like, oh, shit, she's single again? Cool. So... Wait, we need I'm to get single again? No, I'm like single. after, no, after I like my breakup and stuff. Cause it was like, I moved out here for him. So it was like, oh. wow, that's the whole reason we moved out of monument. Like oh. that's the whole reason we left. Like I left, you know, right. and that was like the end of us, mm-hmm. us living together, yeah, you know, like, in that, no, there'll <laughs> never be an end to us, but it was, that was the end of that chapter of living together. I never thought I'd live with you again. Cause I expected to be married by now. I guess that's true. Yeah. Because so, I thought about when I moved out here, I was like, so they keep telling me to come out here, but at the time you were still with what's his nuts. And yeah. so I was like, you know, okay, so do they want a third roommate? Probably not. You know, like I would How's probably going to work. Yeah. Like I'll probably be living on my own, which really was something I've not done yet. So I was yeah. like, Ooh. And so, I mean, after all the initial stuff happened with you and oops, fuck. it's okay. I'll edit it. Okay. That's funny. That's amazing. I haven't heard you say his name in a long time. I, yeah. Ugh. I just threw up in my mouth I know. I was like, whoa, okay. I'm <laughs> triggered. <laughs> but, you know, after all that kind of died down and um, I had time to, like, think about what now the future was going to be like, I kind of was like, yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I got single is, which I really don't think I got to have single is too much. I think I'm, I met you pretty much. When, I was already dating him, yeah. Or you were, like, at least... Interested. Or about to date, you yeah, were interested yeah. Because I remember us talking uh-huh. about all this stuff with yeah. him. Yeah, I was moving back out here that summer of 2016. Yeah, to so I, make him date me. I heard stories. <laughs> I oh, I heard the stories. Oh yikes! <laughs> and so it, it was something that I was like, oh, okay. So now I get to move to Hawaii and get I get to have single, single Liz <laughs> and like, oh, I had relationship Liz and that was like a lot of fun. So <laughs> what single Liz like? <laughs> 
and you've lived up to it for sure. I think the revamp was totally necessary, and I think with what you've been doing since the new year, like right in the new year, Mm -hmm. that it made all the difference. So you, yeah, uh, the whole vibe is different. And honestly, for me, it's a little different because when we did our episode together, um, not that you were like strict with what it was, but you mm-hmm. had out. Like, oh, I was you, so you, OCD. You, you did. You, you were, yeah. I mean, you were you and like you had, there, mm-hmm. there's a free flowingness now to it that really adds to a more, um, relatable and mm-hmm. very like and authentic yes and, and raw I think yeah that's important and I'm I'm excited for that and I think it's what the podcast needed needs. yeah a hundred percent and and that's the thing that I keep mentioning in everyone that I've had on is this I mean at this point it's like I've talked about it so much but the giving up of control and mm-hmm. I'm really trying to paint the picture for people of of how crazy I was about it because it wasn't I there mean, was a method to your madness yes, and it yeah. worked. And I mm-hmm. think for the first season, it was important to have. Yeah. But I think now. And then it with, became too much. I don't think it was too. Maybe, for me. Maybe, yeah. I was like, maybe mm-hmm. for you, because it probably was a little overwhelming and probably a little more like you needed to be the in control. And <laughs> that's not realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, like. Yeah. Sometimes we're going to mess up or we're going to go off topic or we're going to mm-hmm. what have you. Yeah. But I do think that for you it is a different way to express yourself and it mm-hmm. it makes sense and it's it's good for the podcast and I'm I'm ex- it I was always excited about it and I'm even more excited about it now because I've seen you know a few episodes that you've recorded mm-hmm. and that you've already put out and there is that ease to it that I think it's so much people better. will relate so yeah I think people will relate more to it <laughs> yeah. I think that's important I think that will make it more easier for people to understand relate what have you so i mean it's a good thing yeah shout out to that book it's changed my life it has, it has. to quote nate shout out jules <clears throat> i wasn't sure if it was shout jules out jules julia so yeah julia cameron i'm telling you guys this this <laughs> book is going to be brought up in every episode for the next 12 weeks because i'm on week five out of 12 and it's just a life changing i think that's book. important too to tell because i think for a lot of people it's people want to understand like why like why what's this change why is it happening Mm -hmm. and I think reiterating you know certain certain points and what's inspiring you will help other people even if it isn't that book which hopefully people will you know look it up and will see Mm -hmm. about that book I think that you know it will show what has ignited and Mm -hmm. sparked this change and I think that's important because yeah you know, it only takes one certain thing to really like change a mindset. Change, exactly. You know? And I'm not sitting here trying to be like, everybody needs to read this book. It'll <laughs> change your life. Do it. Like, I'm not trying to be like that. I'm just like kind of sharing my joy and excitement about it and being like, wow, if people are like, where the fuck did this come from? How, where did this Elizabeth come from? Well, that's exactly where the mm-hmm. fuck it came from. And like I, I mentioned it in the first episode or something, I s- tried to start it before and I failed because I fell off because I didn't have, a time b the mentality c the sobriety d whatever the fuck letter we're on you know like i didn't have certain things in my life line up to make it work for me and now i do you have to be serious about it Mm -hmm. and like that's what i didn't realize at first when Mm -hmm. i started it i was like oh this cool book i got it for my birthday cool i'm gonna start it and the first two weeks it was great and then i fell off and this time like i really commit to it it's a very interesting book and it's very like like how I preach about therapy all the time. I don't fucking go to therapy, but I feel like this book is low key my therapy. She calls you out and she, and you really have like you, you discover, I think last week or something, it was discovering a new self of awareness. And I pride myself on being a self-aware person, but shout out Jules because she told me about myself Mm -hmm. and she continues to tell me about myself. I literally feel like I show up to therapy every morning. I think it's important to, you know, kind of elaborate a little bit more on about creativity because I know it does make a difference. And that is a form of therapy. Mm -hmm. Even if you're not going to a therapist or if you're not actually getting professional help, there is a, um, there is that, um, outlet that gives creativity with just doing anything, whether that be drawing. Exactly. And it doesn't have to be, people think art and they automatically assume, Oh, I'm a bad doodler. I'm a bad painter. I'm a bad this, Mm -hmm. because that's where I always stood too. I can't draw for shit. 
And, but that's the point that Julia makes in the book is that this isn't about creative in that sense. It's about the creative mindset and the, Mm -hmm. the ability to, to change your mentality on things in order to accomplish things in your life. It doesn't have to be writing a novel or painting a masterpiece or being Picasso or whatever. It doesn't have to do anything with that. It's that this is a form of recovery of oneself. It's not about being a creative person. It's about a mindset. That's what it really is. And there's a reason, sorry to cut you off for one last thing. There's a reason art therapy exists. Mm -hmm. Like that's an actual thing. I think that's kind of where I was going with this is that, I mean, at least for myself, um, for a good while, you know, I had that kind of therapy, if you will, mm-hmm. that therapeutic kind of sense. Shout out with, Fugly Hippies. Yeah, the Fugly Hippies, mm-hmm. you know. They, they should know the Fugly Hippies if they follow my Instagram because I posted my Fugly of yours mm-hmm. that you did for me. Yeah. My I podcasting mean, at least, Fugly. At least when I put it out. So the people that were <clears> following <throat> you or yeah. what have you. Yeah. So. I'll repost that. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I, but I understand and I relate to that so much because before I moved out here to Hawaii, I was just like kind of how you were Mm -hmm. with your book and what you have to do with it. Every morning I would wake up, wake up, grab my journal and my art book. And I would go and sit with my dog Bailey and we would go outside and I would write in my journal Mm -hmm. and I would do my GAIs, which is gratitude affirmations and intentions. Mm -hmm. And then I would draw a fugly of the day. And there was something really, um, I, I don't know. I routine. Guess, or? There, there was obviously the routine with it, but it was kind therapeutic. of therapeutic, beautiful in a way mm-hmm. where that was what I did. And, and then all of a sudden people were really like, they were interested and they liked that. And I don't really need that so much, but it was for me every day. I got to look back and I got to see, you know, what my day was like. I got mm-hmm. to, and besides doing like the GAIs, like I would do, like a little entry, like a little journal entry. Mm -hmm. So I got to write too. And I understand and relate to you when you say you like to write because, you know, that is something that really does help and you don't realize it Mm -hmm. until it's gone. And I did that in Hawaii for about a month once Mm -hmm. I got here and then I fell off. And looking back now, not saying that was like the start of all of my Mm -hmm. BS, but that definitely was something that I realized that, a part of me went missing when I, you know. And oh, yeah. Yeah. And a hundred percent looking back now, I'm like, damn, like, what if I would have just kept with it or mm-hmm. just would have just, you know, just I don't know. So I do think that art and reading and writing definitely plays a huge part in some people's mental health. And I think that that for me did play a huge part. And I didn't realize it at the time. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm so excited that you are doing this, because I know that it does make a difference because it made a difference in my life. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that that's really important for some people. So even if it's something that you, you think that you're not good at, because for me personally, I didn't think I was like that great of an artist or Mm -hmm. what have you. And so I, but you find something unique that no one else is doing. And then there's, I mean, I think they're great because I love them. But when I really think about it, I'm like, no one else is doing that. And that's unique. And that's you. And that's Mm -hmm. your thing. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Like, I think they're great. There are people in the world that you don't know. You've never met. They live a gazillion miles away Mm -hmm. and they love it and they vibe with it. Mm -hmm. And you would have never have known that unless you would have put yourself out there in that way. So I think that at least with, you know, this moral of the story is, is that do your thing, mm-hmm. do what you're passionate about and see what happens and exactly. see what comes of it. Because I mean, I never thought, I mean, this is so silly to go back with my fugly hippies, but I never thought that I'd have, and this is, <laughs> I feel what? a little pathetic saying it. But, oh, I have over a hundred followers. No, that's, that's something mind, to be proud of. You doodle every saying. morning and over a hundred people give a shit. Yeah, and they like that. And I, I guess I would have. I don't never... care if you have four fault. That's what that's what I was saying about this podcast. Yeah. Who's going to listen to this podcast? Barney, Barney, and the WNBA group chat that we have. That's who's going to listen support. to my podcast because they'll support me because they love me. Yes, and that's and who then... supported me with the fugly hippies. Exactly. And they said to, y'all all said to me they were like, "This is awesome. This is kind of dope." And like, I don't know where the hell this came from, but you should do more. Exactly. And I did, and I did that because of y'all. And look where it where exactly. It got me. You just I take had that a risk. whole creative outlet from it, and. I think that like kind of circling back when I fell off of that, 
I started to see kind of the you see a change. I did. I saw yes. the change once I stopped doing that. I kind of saw what happened to me. I mean, we had fun <laughs> until we didn't have fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's where we're going to segue into. Yeah. You want to talk about a podcast being like real and raw. I mean, we can fucking talk about it. It's yeah. Let's it's uh, vulnerability is a weird, a weird, um, weird I mean, thing. It but is. We're it's, gonna it's nothing natural. It, well, it's natural for me to talk to you about it. You exactly. Know? It's another thing to kind of dive in to people that, I mean, there are people that I know that listen to this, but people that I have no idea who I am. Mm-hmm. I mean, they know of me. Yeah. They know Barney, but they don't know me. Yeah. And so I think that that is where the vulnerability lies. Yeah. And it is a little scary. It is because... Mm-hmm. You just don't know what to say sometimes with it. Yeah. But know? that's the cool thing about a podcast because it's like we're sitting here having a conversation. Yeah, we're hooked up to mics. Yeah, we can hear ourselves in real time. But it's not like getting on like a Facebook live or something mm-hmm. like that. It's very much like this is a real, authentically raw conversation that we're having that's just so happened going to end up on the Internet. You no, know what I, I mean? I feel that right now with you. Like, I guess that's kind of where we're going to start just to give the people a little bit of background. Mm-hmm. Like, obviously I mentioned like, yeah, Barney and I are back together. We live together, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Yeah. She made it out here. Finally. <laughs> yeah. And, Ooh. um, I mean, I'll kind of let you take away, but I think like something to paint for the people is that, you know, and again, we're going to tie social media. Barney and I were both communications majors as well in school. So we talk a lot about social media and all the bullshit that goes with it. But I think it's important to note because this has been a consistent thing so far in the episodes that I've done is social media, toxic positivity mm-hmm. and false realities mm-hmm. and the uh-huh. and mental health. These are all topics that have been I've been wanting to bring up on this podcast. And these are conversations that always come up in my life on a daily basis, not even being dramatic. And I think they're important. And this is what people can relate to. And I think that when people see people. Like, for example, Barney, oh, I'm moving to Hawaii. And everybody's like, oh, my God, that's fucking dope. Hell, yeah. I wish I could do that. How? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, butterflies, rainbows, paradise, island living, not giving a fuck. That's really what I thought my life was going to be like. And that's what everyone who sits and watches on social media thinks. But as we talked, I talked about it in my episode with Cruz, the harsh realities around mental health and depictions of mental health. And this is a converse, this is a going to be a reoccurring theme on season three and just overall in general for the podcast. That's the reality that you, that everybody thinks and saw that Barney was living and she's literally about to crush all of that <laughs> about to be like, yeah, so no, yes, so absolutely actually not. What had <laughs> happened was, and that's what we're going to dive into and a doozy, if you will. Yeah. And I mean, Monica said it about her relationship as well. Monica said, you know what? People thought I had, you know, the car, the house, the boyfriend. Then I got the ring and the reality of it was, it was a whole uh, my life's thing. fucked and nobody knows it because mm-hmm. social media once and then and then even if you do dive picture. into it and paint the reality of it people are like Mm-mm, no no mm-hmm. this is the place for false realities and for false everything i think and people want to live in that in a, in a sense too they want to see that because i don't know why but i mean i know that when i see i'll tell you why people why because wow. everybody's so miserable in their own <laughs> yeah. fucking life that yeah, that's kinda. their escape to not mm-hmm. see the reality. Like, oh, it could and that's me. the dream that they want to mm-hmm. fucking put themselves mm-hmm. in. And that's bullshit. Yeah. Well, I'm here to crush all those. Dreams. Yeah. I'm here too, because <laughs> fuck that. I literally hate it. I it just want to be realistic. And I yeah. think honestly, I'm glad that we've been talking. It's been so like fluid because it, it has led to this because I, I really, I really did think that i was going to be living this butterfly butterflies and rainbows, rainbows life thing. everybody Especially does when you go to hawaii and it's you know <laughs> like you know and it's true because it is a beautiful place and there is so much to see and love about it but that doesn't mean that what's what you're bringing with you stays it, behind yeah it's yeah. not and people think that oh i'm gonna escape this and everything's gonna be fucking dandy i knew that that wasn't like i i'm I had moved to louisville and I had realized, uh, like this way back when, and I had realized that my demons and all my bullshit was mm-hmm. still going to follow me. That wasn't yeah. going to change. 
And I don't know why I thought that Hawaii was going to be this palm experience. And it has been, but not in the way that I expected it. And mm-hmm. and not in the way that you planned. I guess I kind of want people to realize that too, because you can be in Richmond, Virginia. You could be in Philly. You could be in California. You could be in Oregon. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, wherever you go, your shit's going to still follow you mm-hmm. unless you deal with it and buck up and really look at it in the look at yourself in the mirror and say like all right like Mm -hmm. this is what's going on and you either deal with it or you let it control you and i think i mean you got to witness this firsthand you saw it control me 100 percent. and yes i give the backstory yes so barney moves out here in may we don't find our house until june we move into our house in june we're like finally through the bullshit we have a house to Uh call home we have an address to put on all these Mm -hmm. fucking documents and we have jobs I had just gotten a job yeah. and I, which you didn't take too long to get. When no, you it, didn't, it didn't happen take quick. me long. And I was, I was very grateful for it. I felt like the universe had led me to that spot. Mm-hmm. I had felt that this was what was meant for me. And then I got it right. And I'm like in paradise, we live five seconds away from the beach. I have everything at my disposal and shout out castles beach. Yeah. We love you. Uh, I'm grabbing a seltzer, you. but okay. do you want one? Uh-huh. and a soda water seltzer, not a hard <laughs> whatever. So you move out here, and we don't have, like, it just depends on how you want to kind of go into it, because I guess we don't all I really t- yeah, want to say with, so I, and Livy has said this a couple of times, she was like, yeah, when you first get out here, of course it's amazing. Of course you're, mm-hmm. you're on this high, and I was. I was on this high, um, but I also was and I think I wish I would have realized it more. I was at a low too, because I <laughs> didn't realize how much of an emotional support my dog was, who mm-hmm. I couldn't bring with me. I tried to, you know, I had mm-hmm. booked her a ticket. I have a down deposit with this website that I can ship any dog now because I had Bailey coming with me here and it just didn't work out. And I knew in my gut that that wasn't the right thing for her and as much as I wanted her, but I didn't realize how much of a support mm-hmm. um, animal she was yeah, too. I had yeah. no idea. Really, I didn't. Um, but she had spent 10 years with me. Yeah. And so, I mean, I could get emotional about it now, but um, I just, I was really struggling even when I first moved here with that. That was a really hard thing for me to accept and realize. And yeah, you she, didn't know the weight that she or the role that she played in your life. Yeah, the, the biggest role. Like, yeah. The biggest she's role more I than just ever. a dog. She, and she was, and she, yeah. And so you're in a new place. Really? Like I, yeah, I, I didn't realize how, how much she, her absence was going to affect me. And it did. And, yeah. um, so let's dive into that. Yeah. So, you know, I'm adjusting to not being with her. I get into this and how this amazing house. I I have the whole setup. I have mm-hmm. literally everything I could ask for besides my dog here, and I should be grateful, right? For a hot minute, I was, and mm-hmm. I wish that I would have. It wasn't that I wasn't grateful, but I don't know what changed. I think I just realized, and I think everybody should know that you there is no you need to be doing this then you need to do this and you need to do that but at the time that's what happened to me and I was like wow I'm not here and everybody else is there and comparison I started yeah the comparison is the killer and especially out here yeah I feel like it's worse out here than it is it killed me yeah it killed me it it really ruined me and I started comparing myself not even like it was more career wise. Mm-hmm. It was more yeah. just realizing that even though I had this money that I had saved up and, you know, I was out here doing exactly what I had set. Mm-hmm. I mean, full disclosure, like I came out here in 2017. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one I of knew, the summers that I was out here yeah. uh, from school when I was still dating homeboy. So I knew into the <laughs> homeboy. Yeah. Mm. And so 2017, I knew I moved out here and I was like, or I came out here and I was like, I want to move here, mm-hmm. you know? So I had spent until 2021 dreaming of that. Mm-hmm. And that was my goal. That was everything yep. to me. I set on that. And so 
I got out here. So that should be it, right? You should be happy. Yeah, you're right? like, I've worked years for this. I finally am doing I it. I finally grew a pair. I, I sacrificed so much, especially when you left. I was living with my mom. So I was living in fucking good old mechanicsville and yeah, we hate that uh, yeah it was it it was not the vibe for, it was not it but it was I, not a vibe at all no not even a little <laughs> bit but i had said to myself it'll all be worth it so i get out here and i'm like wait what like you know what the fuck why am i not this mm-hmm. happy why am i not myself and so i guess after a few months i fell into a deep dark actually probably the deepest and darkest depression besides when my dad had passed of my life. Damn. I didn't, I didn't know you'd weigh it that heavy. I mean, I knew it was bad, but I did not think you would weigh it. Uh huh. Damn. Okay. That changes things a lot. Well, not really, but like, I I guess maybe I didn't express that well enough, but I fell into the deepest and darkest depression that I've had. I mean, because my dad died and 2007 mm-hmm. and so for me and that's it had a been whole over 10 years we'll do, yeah we yeah. will talk about that but that was all that was 10 years that was over 10 mm-hmm. years ago and so i was not equipped and ready to deal with how bad i could let myself get and mm. i wish that I, I i knew when i moved out here i had a lot of fears and it's crazy that just about every single one of those fears came true. And so I really just let that become my persona. Mm -hmm. And I lived in that for a long time. I mean, I remember us sitting on that couch and me like sobbing to you Mm -hmm. and you just being like, what are you going to do? You don't, you don't know how to help that person. And so I guess for me, I just, I really let it completely engulf me and became my whole my whole entire being and it played it played a huge it it had a huge effect on me i had worked so hard to save money i went pretty much broke i had worked so hard to lose weight and be confident in myself i gained it all back i and i always knew that i had like a problem and a really toxic relationship with food but my binge eating became this completely whole other demon that i had never met before Um, and it was scary. It was scary for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I had just, just everything that I thought was going to be perfect. It was not. And Mm -hmm. I didn't know what to do. Yeah. I had no answers besides everybody just saying you should probably get into some therapy. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, let's just make it really clear. It's actually kind of hard to get into therapy. Mm Um, not only just to find a therapist, but to have the right insurance, what, everything. The whole nine yards. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it, I just talked to Cruz about therapy in our episode this morning. It's It's honestly, it's, it's sickening how hard it is to get help when you need help. And I really needed help. And I spent probably about three months in one of the darkest places I've ever been in my life. And I remember I I got the job at work and I was this beam of light. I was a happy person. And then they saw, and they were like, are you okay? You're like, no, no not I'm not. A little bit. Yeah. Not even, not even the smidgest bit of well. And so for me, that was hard too, because also everybody and like <laughs> you have all your friends here and they've met me. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you probably had been telling them all about, oh, Barney this, Barney that. Like, she's this, this, and yep. that. And I get here, and I am literally the exact opposite. <laughs> I am so... They're going to listen to this, and they're going to be like, wow, who is like, this? Yeah, they're going to be like, holy shit. So that's what was going on with her? Yes, that was what was going on with me. Yeah. And I had n- I had nothing to turn to. What I wanted to turn to, which is, I, I don't want to say Drugs silly. <laughs> That's my, yeah, that's a little my bit of that, but like all I wanted was Bailey. All I wanted was my dog. Mm-hmm. And I just, I didn't have her. And so I did, I did turn more to drugs and alcohol and you know, I, that was not the appropriate response. I needed to deal yeah. with it in a healthy way and I mm-hmm. didn't. And I think that, I think a lot of people probably can relate in some kind of way to that where you probably shouldn't be leaning towards that way but you end up doing it anyway because it does give you that 
quick, sweet relief. And mm-hmm. it did for me. And, you know, we had our uh, one of our best friend's weddings. Mm-hmm. And we went. So we go home to Richmond. We go home to Richmond. So I've, I've spent, you know, the majority. So May I moved out here in May. I think that I really think my d- depression kicked in. I was going to say maybe around July, I realized that things were not going the way that I had thought they were. And so, you know, really all I was thinking about was like, you're going to get home. You're going to get home and you're going to see your dog and you're just going to, you're going to be okay. You're gonna mm-hmm. be fucking okay. Everything's going to make sense. You're going to have this new life brought into you and you're going to go back to Hawaii and you're going to be all right. And then Bailey dies. And, I get home, she's there, I can tell she's not well, and she she waited for me. I really truly 100%, believe that. I believe that too. She waited for me and she saw me, I saw her, we had our time and I was with her. I got off the airplane, I went to go see one of our best friends, and then I went home. I knew she wasn't okay. I stayed with her. I was with her until I had to leave for the rehearsal dinner. She dies the night. Or yeah, because she- so you get home Wednesday, Thursday afternoon. We come pick you up for the rehearsal dinner, and then you don't come home until Saturday and morning. She passes. And she passed Thursday she, night, Friday morning. Yeah, she yeah. passes the day. She she passes in the early morning of the day of the wedding. So she. she she waited for me oh, and, 100%. and dogs that, are crazy like that yeah. they know she, they fucking know they, it's crazy the bond that you can have with you know an animal like that and so you know <clears throat> you know my other best friend libby she was like yeah she's not coming back she's staying originally. oh i was i didn't know what to do but when you called me i was at travis's house and i literally hung up the phone with him and i'm like shaking like my body is literally shaking and i'm like kind of crying but not really crying because I literally looked at Trav and I was like I really do not know how this is gonna go yeah I didn't either I was like she's not like yeah Livy said oh she's not coming back I was like I don't think she's getting on that plane like I don't know like I just don't I don't know and I don't and I have and I'm I can't help you mm-hmm. I'm like and there's nothing that I can do my biggest fear had come true and that it was she was gone and I didn't get to spend the last like couple months how you pictured yeah. it. And I, I really thought that I could spend maybe a year here and she, she was so healthy and I don't really know, you know, it was a kind of a quick process with her, but for, you know, everything being, everything being said, like I just, I was pretty, pretty, pretty ruined by that. And I, I had already known that I was in a deep place, so I didn't want, I wanted to come back to Hawaii after the wedding and be. Yeah. Like you had it all planned out. You're like, okay, I'm, I'm starting this rut. I can feel myself getting into it, but I'm going to go home. My, my tank is going to be full from the happiness Mm -hmm. and seeing people Mm -hmm. and being like, yeah, I'm doing great. Mm -hmm. It's nice to like go home and like get that tank full of what you've been lacking. And that's fully what you expected to do. And then you, and then this happens. So like you always say, you're like, that was my highest and lowest event of that entire year, year. 2021 mm-hmm. within the same 24 hours mm-hmm. which That's is fucking insane and it was very humbling and at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation and partnership We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Um, I just, I didn't want to do her. She became my like beacon of just everything. And I just wanted to not, I just, I realized then and there, I was like, I don't want to go back to Hawaii and not live it up because God damn it. I just moved mm-hmm. and was away from her in her yeah. last moments, you know, and I what wanted was it all for is what yeah, you're asking ex- yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I like tried to make a promise to myself, which I, it was hard for me to keep that promise, but to like live it Excuse up, 
<laughs> you seltzers don't get me. <laughs> you know, I really wanted to live it up for her. So yeah, so I got back. Um, I still was unwell. It didn't change. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. Not, I'm not laughing, but not, yeah, no, I was no, like, no, 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 I know it you're was not, not okay. It's, I still wasn't okay. I really was trying though, um, and I really wanted to be better and I wanted to try and I really I I spent a good amount of time trying to figure out what made me happy and you know that is just like one of my like least favorite things for people to ask they're like well just do what makes you happy well what what happens when you don't know what yeah. makes you fucking happy exactly you know I I didn't know I'm like okay well um mm, mm, shit uh I work every day it feels like so I don't really have a lot of things that make me happy and I had to really sit down and try to figure out because I relied on you and I relied on Livy so much and mm. I, you both didn't know what to do yeah. and I don't blame you cause you can't help somebody that y- you just can't, you can yeah. only be, but so much for you somebody. You can just listen and you can just and be like, the and friend this is, that you it's are. It's so, so ironic that you mentioned this right now because I talked about it with Cruz in my episode this morning. I've talked about it my whole life. And when you're interacting with somebody in the position that you're in and David, my brother did it to me. I've done it to other people where you're just like, just hang on. And like, as I've mentioned this in probably every episode so far, just there's a light at the end of the tunnel and it, you never want to hear that. I just talked to Cruz about this. You never want to hear that shit. You're like, fuck you, you Hallmark card. Like, I don't care. Like, you don't know what I'm going through. Shut the fuck up. Mm Mm-hmm. And go fuck yourself. Yeah. You know, like you can't help like, me. Like, you know, and it's but so it's so nice to say that when you're a happy person. Exactly. But that's, and that right there, Barney, is at least for me, what I latch onto more than anything in my entire life because I will never forget the feeling of post breakup Elizabeth being miserable, telling, I would lay in bed and tell myself that out loud. Mm-hmm. I would write it, I would say it out loud. I would say, you will wake up one day and not feel this way. Mm. And that's exactly what kept me from literally killing myself. Mm. Like not that I ever, I mean, I talk about it with Cruz. I never actually had like suicidal thoughts or anything, but I could finally understand why someone would want to be like, fuck this. Mm -hmm. And you know, and, and that's what I latch onto because that's what unfortunately a lot of people cannot see. But I, that was me. I know. And that's what I'm saying. And that's why it's like when you, sorry, I just passionate about this real quick, but that's why it's crazy when you say, Oh, easy for you to say who's so happy or whatever. Yes, I completely agree with that statement. You want to just say, fuck you, whatever. But for me, when I'm saying that is I'm like, God, let me, if I could give you like an ounce of the hope that I know and that I know is coming for you and that I can see and feel and like I know it's going to be okay. Like if I could just give people like the sliver of that. Mm-hmm. I needed it. I like, wanted it. I know. It. And I wish, but I wish I there was a way it. for me to physically like and transfer and give it to you. Cause I I'm just like, that. and that's all you can say. And that's all I can be is super passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And like hope that like, and anything can just like rub off. And that's why, I mean, yeah. I mean, no, and I love you and I thank you because you did that for me. You were yeah. trying so as hard as anybody can try, you know, you were trying, especially cause you're living with me. And also you were dealing with a whole new Barney. I feel like you were dealing mm-hmm. with some, yeah, I could have been my little like depressive self sometime on monument, but yeah. this was a, this whole, is a whole another ball game. Yeah. This was a whole different thing. And you know, there was a point where I really thought about committing myself into a hospital, yeah. you know, because I could not deal with the overwhelming emotions that was handed to me every single day. And I didn't know how to, I had no idea how to handle them. And I thought that when my dad had died and all of the trauma that came afterwards, you know, I thought that I was like, this can't be top. I was like, there's no way. I was like, I got this. Like I'm, I'm a professional. Like, no, I've been to therapy before. 10 years ago, surely it'll apply the same as now as a 28 year old woman. No, not even a little bit. And I just was so, lost I I don't even think I can reiterate how lost I was and I think that kind of what I want people to like understand from me like telling this kind of story is that you can be in such a deep dark place and it's it's so hard to really see what light are you talking about mm-hmm. at the end of this tunnel? Yeah. Where's the tunnel? You can't see it. I, yeah. I, Where the I've fuck been is so long in this tunnel. It just seems like I'm in darkness. Yeah. And I 
felt that so hardcore. And it was sad for me because I was sad because I wanted so badly to be the, the Barney that everybody, you know, had heard about. I wanted everybody to, you know, I had moved here to be, you know, with my best friends and my best friends were getting the shittiest end of the stick. And I was just not even myself. And I, I, and that was a whole other guilt process that I had to deal with that I couldn't even explain what was going on with me and I couldn't even help it. And, you know, it, I don't even know what kind of snapped me out of it. I think one of the biggest things was, um, a, a book and, uh, well, my mom, cause I talked about change lives. Yeah, they do. They really do. <laughs> Everybody be reading, keep reading. Uh, so, my mom, uh, she was somebody that I talked to a lot during this time because she was just like, like, baby, I don't know how to help you, but like, I can try. Mm-hmm. And my mom has a lot of like, uh, different things that she does for herself to help her. Cause she's obviously been through trauma too. Mm-hmm. And she told me, um, Eckhart Tolle's the power of now. And so I started, um, Oh, that's right. You've mentioned this person mm-hmm. to me before. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it really just kind of uh grounded me a little bit centered me and it it could or could not work for anybody but that was kind of what helped me stay afloat because I was drowning for a really long Mm -hmm. time and uh really understanding what being in the moment is about because people would be like oh well if you're in the future you have anxiety if you're in the past you're depressed okay that doesn't help me that doesn't <laughs> yeah, help right? me because i'm still in the past and i'm still in the future yeah. i still have anxiety you're like, you're and like i'm depressed depression. and i'm worried so, yeah. so now where the fuck am so i so can you help me no so when i started listening to this book which i definitely recommend if you guys haven't ever um heard of eckhart tolle he is an amazing spiritual uh a guide i guess you could say uh, and it may or may not work for you. He says that as well. He says that, you know, if you understand the teaching, you understand it, or if you understand what's, you know, what I'm saying, you get mm-hmm. it. And it's okay if you don't. If you know, you know. And if you don't know, you don't. And yeah. I guess for me, I kind of needed a lifeboat to help me. Chelsea Keller. <laughs> I needed that lifeboat. They don't know. And if they don't know, they don't know. They don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho. Yeah. So when I, when I started reading that book, it was really just embracing exactly what's going on in your current moment. You like need to recognize your breathing. You need to understand like what is happening in your actual moment in time life is what you need to be actually focusing on. Focus on doing the dishes. Focus on walking mm-hmm. out the door. Focus yeah. on going up the stairs. Focus on shaking a tin, making a lemon drop. Like these certain things that mm-hmm. made me realize that, okay, if I concentrate on what's going on right now, that this will help me not focus on what I regret because I had a lot of regrets Mm -hmm. after I had moved out here. I honestly was like, why the F did I move out to Hawaii? Because everything that I had thought and everything that I had feared came true. Mm -hmm. And so that was really hard for me. And so when that got put into perspective and I really started to try to help myself in that way, because I didn't know what else to do. That's when I realized that there was a peace to be found and there was this serenity that could be given to you if you allowed yourself to try. And I Mm -hmm. don't think maybe I was trying. I think I was just allowing things to happen. Mm -hmm. And so that at least made all the difference for me during that time. And it's not to say that I'm not still struggling. I have really bad days and I have really Mm -hmm. good days, but I think with his teaching and me listening to his, I was listening to it on an audio book. And then I also have the book as well. So I was like reading it a little bit and I was listening to it. Mm -hmm. And I remember just like listening to it while I was like on a hike, I was in Makapu and Mm -hmm. I was like looking out into this beautiful oasis. And he's just like, if you can just surrender yourself to the the present moment, Mm -hmm. there is a beauty to be found. And I started to really, try my best to try to find the beauty in that. Yeah. It's crazy. 
And so like you being up at Makapu listening to this book on tape mm-hmm. and standing there and it says, be in the present. You just, if you really put yourself in it, you're like, okay, I can feel the wind on my skin from this yeah. direction. I can smell this mm-hmm. specific taste. I can taste the salt in the air. Mm-hmm. I can feel this. And it's really crazy. Mm-hmm. It is really so nuts. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't do that. I 100% agree with you. I'm not very good. I like, yeah. I mean, it's a hard it's, practice yeah, it is to get hard. into. I remember uh, one of the things was like, how many times are you in the shower and you're not realizing like what's going on in the shower? Just the hot water mm-hmm. being on you. Just we're so engulfed in our planners. own thoughts, and it's it's so debilitating. It's so exhausting because we're constantly, and that's the kind of what the book made me think about was we're so engulfed with our thoughts and our thoughts never shut up. And I didn't realize until I really got into this book and was, I, I walked on the beach a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, I was listening to this on the beach a lot and I didn't realize how much he was like, you know, that your like walk when you go out on a walk is meant to be a walk. It's Mm -hmm. not to be, what do I need to do with the day? What do I Uh need to do with my life? What do I need? What am I eating for dinner tonight? Exactly. It's not supposed to be that. It's supposed to be you walking and being on the walk. And I, I, I have chills right now. Like I did not realize how much I was missing from the present moment because I was anticipating what the hell was going on Mm -hmm. in my life in the future, which is not here. The future is not here. And it's not promise. It's not. And what's here right now is the now. And I think that for me, I just really tried my hardest after I had been so, and like I said, Bailey was like my little angel. Now, like I was like, I'm going to do right by her because I know I didn't move and sacrifice all this stuff for me to like hate my life and waste it and waste it. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I was like, if I can't do this for myself, if I can't give, if I can't find the strength to do this for (coughs) me, I can't do this for me you best believe I'm going to do this for my dog who has stuck with me for 10 years through bullshit. She, she came through the fucking she ringer came into my life at the, one of the worst parts in my life. And that's saying something when that was not when my dad died. So mm-hmm. she was with me after all of that went down. She was there four years after that went down. So I will sacrifice my ego for Mm-hmm. This dog that's not even here anymore because I know for a fucking fact that I'm not going to do it in vain. I know I didn't mm-hmm. move here in vain. And that was kind of, I think that's kind of what knocked me out of my depression, which it's hard to say because I don't know if I'm fully out of it. But well, you're doing a lot, hell of a lot better than you were. I'll tell you that right Thank now. You. And I appreciate <laughs> it. And I also, it's, I'm glad that you like kind of this segue real fast. Like I want to thank you and I want to thank Olivia. Um, so much because y'all like i i have no idea where i'd be without you guys and your support and i know that it was probably so exhausting to like deal with me like i was i was not okay we just didn't know what to do we i know that's kind of where it gets to because it's like there was a lot of tough love there um you you really were just the constant everyday support and livy was kind of the like honey, you, you got to fucking figure it out. Like Mm -hmm. you, I can only help you, but so much. Mm -hmm. And so I just want to thank both of you while I have the chance to like, (laughs) thank you so much for being like my best friends and really like supporting me and understanding me during this time, because I don't think there was a lot of other people that probably could have done that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't know. And there's unfortunately a lot of people in the world and life who don't have anybody. Yeah. And that's even a scarier thing to think about. Yeah. Like, wow, people sometimes are really like alone. They are actually like, yeah. And it's terrifying. And obviously like you're, we don't need to get emotional on the best friend fucking topic, but like, obviously I'm going to be here for you. But yeah, there were times I didn't fucking know what to do. And there were also times just being completely, I mean, open and raw. There were times where like, I can't deal with with this shit today. I I cannot have it. And I'm going to remove myself Mm -hmm. from the situation because I, cannot go down with you and you like, don't deserve to have to be dragged into my bullshit you know yeah. and, and not that you won't 
try to help me with my bullshit, yeah. but you don't need to be in the place that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what then, then it's just two people drowning. It's not, exactly. it's not anybody like, exactly. you know, and all I could do is be like, yes. Yeah, so, and again, I've, I quoted my podcast from the trailer with Cruzy t- earlier today too, but I was like, you know what? Sometimes life really fucking sucks. Yeah. And, you and just have to Hawaii. ride the fucking wave. But I think that was like what I, I think that I want people to understand that it's like, it does not matter. I was in a literal tropic oasis. Like <laughs> I am in the best place that you can be in to be happy. And you remember me. I was like, it's Groundhog's Day. I fucking hate it here. Like it's always <laughs> sunny. I want to die. If I see the sun again, I'm going to. And what did vampire. I tell you? I literally said, cause this was before winter had come. And I was like, just oh, wait. wait. The rainy season. And then sure as shit, like a week later, it rained for like two weeks straight, like yes. legitimately two weeks straight. Yeah, the sun it. did not come out <laughs> when we drove to work. We literally thought we were in a snow globe because the clouds yes. were so thick and so low. You couldn't see the mountains. And you're like, I, this is not Hawaii anymore. Like mm. where the fuck am I? And you know, what's funny is though, is like if people have, if they're going to be listening to this podcast and if, if you've gotten this far, Hey, congrats. I'm, yeah. I'm proud of you. We're Thank pretty you. deep in it. Thank so. you for sticking with us, but I want it to be uh, acknowledged that like, if you go to my Instagram right now, there is no absolute sighting of this depression and exactly. anxiety that I'm speaking of right now. You would literally thank have you for tying that in. No, I forgot no, we were I know, no, no, but like, yeah. that's what I want to make clear because there was a while that I wasn't posting, like I wasn't posting stories and I, I really wasn't posting anything on my feed, you know, because I was so depressed, but you wouldn't know that I was still going to post a cute little pic. Like if mm-hmm. I had the, if I had the strength in me to post a story or post something on my feed, you still wouldn't know that I was depressed and wanted exactly. to pretty much kill myself. Like I was at that point at one point in my life where I was like, well, there's really no point. You know, mm-hmm. I don't really understand. Uh, the only reason why I'm staying afloat is because I have people that would be devastated and I will never do to them what had happened to me. And so I, I, I am going to hold on for them, but you would have never known no, that. Of course not. Unless you're listening to this right now. And I think that's what I want it to be that, you could be showing all of the good parts of your life, but that's only little parts. That's Mm -hmm. not actually what's happening 24 hours, you know, every single day. And so I just, I want people to understand that it's okay not to be okay. And to realize that what's on the internet, which is a lot of what's going on in our life and a lot of what we see, because that's what we choose to see is not always reality. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we talk about toxic positivity. You've talked about that. We've talked about certain things like that on this podcast or you have. And I just want people to understand that it is okay and that it is normal and that do not be afraid to reach out to those people that support you and love you. And will there, I hate to say there is light at the tunnel. I know. I fucking hate it too. And I, I do it in that it, voice every time. We got to come up with something else. It's yeah, got to be like, uh-huh. there, like there, there are uh, better days. That's all I have better to days say. are to come. That's yeah. what I told myself mm-hmm. back then. I would say that I will wake up and one day I will not feel like this. Yes. And I, for such a long time, I wish I could go back right now. Like I'm, I'm sitting in our I house. Was, that was going to be my question. I was going to say, given everything this past year has brought and where we're at now. Like if you, well, I had a couple questions. One was if you could go back and move again to Hawaii, would you, you know, for a really long time. And I think I've told you this too. I literally thought for the longest time, I was like, why the fuck did I move to Hawaii? Mm-hmm. Literally the biggest mistake of my life. I don't want to say it was the biggest mistake of my life. It was the most, um, informative and introspective time of my life. Mm-hmm. And I, wouldn't sit here and say that if I could have a happy-go-lucky time that I wouldn't trade it. But when I think back now, I do think me moving here has taught me a lot of lessons I would have never have learned, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's really where, you know, I kind of, I, when I look back and I think about myself doing my GAIs and doing my fuglies and asking and wanting this for myself, I kind of did get what I wanted. I wanted a different perspective. I wanted more for myself and I got that. And Mm -hmm. was it necessarily the best? Mm -hmm. Like I thought it was. No, it was not. Yeah. Not even close. 
But I think there is something to be said for when it's your darkest times. My one of my Florence the Machine, her her song, It's Always Darkest Before the Dawn. That's kind of her that lyric kind of resonates to me very much so because I was so very lost and so very just so depressed and deep in this depression and then there is little lights that trickle in and then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you do kind of understand that there is where there is good there is bad and there is that balance and I always am like you know stay humble stay hopeful like you know find your balance you know shout out Loka yeah exactly you know and so so I I think I really learned that lesson here and I would never have found that and I also think I also think that whenever you ask somebody like, Oh, would you go back and do this again? Like in any situation, it's interesting because as you mentioned before, you wanted to do this for years. Exactly. And if you wouldn't have done it, you'd be 70 years old Mm -hmm. and you would say, wow, I really wish I would have spent a year in Hawaii with my best friends, regardless of the outcome, Mm -hmm. regardless of how Mm -hmm. shitty it could have been. Like we could have never found a house. We could have found, or we could have found a really shitty place to live. And it would be a completely different story. Like, you know what I mean? But, mm-hmm. and that's something, again, shout out Jules, the book. I had the other day, one of my tasks was to write a letter to myself as an 80 year old to my 27 year old self today. And, or one of the things I mentioned is like taking those risks and taking those opportunities that present themselves because I will not live a life of regret and I will not like, and that's why, and again, separate podcast episode for another day, but everything that's going on with me this year, that's why the decisions that I make are going to be made Mm -hmm. because I will live the rest of my life with regret if I don't. So even in that, regardless of how shitty your year or may or may not have been or become, you would regret that for the rest of your life if you didn't take that out. Cause when is there going to be another time? Cause who knows I might leave, Mm -hmm. Livy might leave Mm -hmm. and like two, then it's like, and you could obviously still live here if you wanted to, but you would have missed that chance Chance. with your best friend. I will regret it for the rest of my life if I don't move here. And you know what? I would have because I know for a fact I would have never have come to so many realizations. I would have mm-hmm. never have learned so many lessons, hard lessons, lessons that yep. needed to be learned that I would have never have gotten if I would have just taken the chance. And I think it's important to take that chance. Absolutely. I think it is important to realize that when you take those chances, there are going things There's are going setbacks. to follow. There are th- yeah. Things are going to follow mm-hmm. and you need and to understand happens. who you are as a person. And you know, now I have a pretty good concept and we're always like changing and we're always learning about ourselves. But right now I have a pretty good concept of what I am, who I am and like what I am like. And, and so, that's more than a lot of people can say about themselves. And I'm so. not saying that I have it all figured out cause I definitely yeah, don't, same. <laughs> but, but I think it's important to realize that without this, without me taking this chance, without me sacrificing certain things, I would have never realized this stuff. And I'm very grateful for that. Like being, you know, retrospective, like I am very grateful for what Hawaii has given me. It's not what I thought it was. I I thought Hawaii was going to give me a a totally different life perspective. Yeah, So did I, when mine started and what did I say originally? I said, I can't, I couldn't have pictured or I said, I couldn't have pictured a better place to heal a broken heart. And then, and what really did it for me is one of my girlfriends when I was debating whether or not to move back to Richmond or not, she said, I think you should stay in Hawaii and give it a chance because you want to know at the end of the day, Hawaii won't break your heart. And I was like, if I'm going to heal a broken heart, I'm sure as I'm not going back to Richmond in the winter. Like you've lost your fucking mind. Right. So here I am. And here I am. This year will be three years later. So I'm it's just like crazy. I know. Same. I High know. five sis. I love you. But I love you too. But like, I think that like I've seen you, I've, I, I knew you before. Like I, I've seen a lot of stages of you in your mm-hmm. life, and, and it's, she's and she's, she's different. Changed. <laughs> she's different. She is changed. I'm happy with that change, though. And I, oh, think, I am too. You know, like I think that there's a lot to be said for that, and I don't think you would have ever reached that if you wouldn't have done the things that you've done in your life. And mm-hmm. I think if anybody can take anything from this podcast episode, is it's yeah, take those chances and don't regret them. But I, I don't even want to say like there's a but to that realize though that things aren't going to magically change you have to do it and you have to put in work you have to put in the work you need to know yourself and even if you don't you're gonna learn but keep 
keep the hope, keep the faith. And I, like I said, I'm, I'm not anywhere near where I think I should be, but I am proud of where I, where I am now versus where I was Mm -hmm. five months ago. Absolutely. You know, and I'm proud of you too. Thank you. Well, this is the part with Monica that I was going to tie in Oh yeah, yeah. and we can kind of almost like end on this because I think it's super important. Mm -hmm. Um, I say, you know, there's power. I mean, people talk about talk therapy all the time and you know, this is a form of therapy. This is my Mm -hmm. form of therapy. I've preached that from the beginning with this Mm -hmm. podcast, but I told her, I said, I'm very proud of you for where you're at and how you, and how I, from what I've seen and the little bit we've talked, how you've handled your breakup X, Y, Z. I said, but I think that there is a lot of power in getting your story out. Mm -hmm. Even if it's just sitting like this, yeah, we have microphones and things hooked up, but just expressing it from start to finish Mm -hmm. and getting it out on the table for who knows, there could be nobody listen to this. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah. I don't do it for the fucking views or downloads. Mm -hmm. I do it because I think it's important and it's detrimental to my healing. And in turn, I told Monica this, I said, I think you will not only you will get support from people who understand and who, who are like, Holy shit, this is great. Thank Mm -hmm. you for sharing your story kind of shit, which always like feels good when you hear that. But just internally, I think that there is such power in sharing your story and to tie her in with you. I think you've never gotten the chance to really, because obviously I've been with you through this whole process. So we've talked Mm -hmm. about it month by month, Mm -hmm. week by week, day by day, whatever. Mm -hmm. But for you to sit down and us to really dive into this whole recap of basically the past, however many months I think is going to be huge for you. And I think that, and like, that's just another thing that this podcast brings because, and I'll tell you this because I know it for a fact, Monica texted me after I released it a couple hours after it was released and it had like, however many hundreds of downloads, whatever. And she was like, my phone won't stop. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, I was like, not only do people just fucking love a breakup because of the drama and all this shit, but there's power in talking about things. And she sent me, we were voice memoing back and forth because I was driving and she was like, she's like, honestly, like you were right. Like my cup is so full right now from just getting it all out Mm -hmm. and telling it start to finish. Mm -hmm. And she's like, I feel great. And I was like, you know what, if that's what this fucking podcast can bring, I don't give a shit if I'm the only person who listens to it 10 times again after I release an episode. Like, that's beautiful. And mm-hmm. that that's helping people. And that's like my goal in life is to fucking love people, help people, and like talk about real life shit. No, I think and so if for- that does it for you, I think I truly do think that this vibe in this house will change just based off of these past two hours. Yeah, no, I... I um. I don't know what it is, but sitting here just like talking about it and just being very like authentically raw with you, which you've obviously seen me like mm-hmm. kind of express myself, but kind of to explain it from start to finish, like mm-hmm. you just said, it has, it, there is this like very introspective kind of light that comes into it where I'm like, damn girl, like, do you remember this? Well, like, this is where we are now. And like, mm-hmm. there is something to be proud of with that. And you should give yourself credit where credit's due it's okay to not be okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to not know what the fuck is going on because that is a lot of what happens in life and life is unpredictable. And you can think one thing and think this is what you need. I thought the universe was telling me for a absolute 100% fact, I need to be doing this. And I'm glad I did that. But at the time when all of my shit was going sideways, I was like, no, what have I been doing? But now I'm sitting here at this table looking at you, talking to you and Mm -hmm. realizing like, this is exactly the way that this was supposed to go. And there is something really, I kind of like me to say, but like poetic about that, Mm -hmm. because, you know, I do think that I would have never realized, you know, the impact that like I, you know, had put on my life if I didn't sit down and talk about it and kind of express it in a way that I want other people to understand, because I don't want people to listen to this episode and be like don't take the chance because no, you should absolutely, absolutely not. Yeah. you need to take the chance i'm very happy i did take the mm-hmm. chance and i want people to understand that it's okay to like i've said before not be okay but to understand mm-hmm. that this is life and this is the hard reality sometimes that we face but you know there are good things to come not every day it is a struggle but it is it is something to be said that like regardless of what you're going through and stuff like that, that you will find a silver lining and you will Mm -hmm. realize that there are things you wouldn't have learned if you wouldn't have taken that chance. And Mm -hmm. to do that, because really we only get this one cognizant life and 
right now, like I'm very grateful that I did move to Hawaii. And I've, I felt that for a while now at the time I didn't, you know, when I was really depressed, but I am really happy that I did take that chance. And I mm-hmm. am happy that I put myself out there to learn these things about myself because some people won't do that. And some mm-hmm. people will stay, you know, scared or just not sure. And to those people that aren't sure and that maybe will be scared, it is okay to take those chances because you really don't know what's going to come from that. And I've developed and learned a whole new layer of myself that I would have never have learned. And I have this whole new, I'm still very young, but I do feel like I have this sort of wisdom in a sense where I could tell somebody that is unsure or not able to know what to do with their life. I could give them this output or this, Mm -hmm. you know, absolutely, you know, and that's not to downplay any, you know, this isn't us sitting here saying, move all across the country and start a oh, new a life. Miles it, away. Yeah. No, this is just, I mean, you can apply this to any, anything in your life. You can move quit your job. Yeah, like quit, quit your, your job, job. Yeah. get a new job, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. write the damn book, mm-hmm. fucking post the article, mm-hmm. fucking post your fucking progress pick of your fucking Absolutely. workout. Like I don't give a fuck, you know, but like little things like that, it's just risk in general. Like mm-hmm. do that shit. And don't give a fuck what anybody else says. That's something that yeah. no risk, no reward. Mm-hmm. And that was something that I, told myself and I wish I would have tried to remind myself when I was in my depression but I'm glad that I am able to sit here now and realize that you know it is you know I can I'm thinking back to those moments before I moved where I was just like all in my head about stuff and I can sit here now and be like hell yeah like you you, did it. you fucking did it and good job fuck yeah hell yeah well I'm proud of you and I'm glad we did I'm proud this. of you I know. I I hope it's not too long. It probably is. No, no, no. It's, well, there's no such thing. And um, I hope people listen. I hope you all like it. I'm telling this story because I want people to not necessarily resonate with my story, but Mm -hmm. maybe it will resonate with your story. And you can maybe get some. It's relatable. Yeah. And I hope (laughs) that, you know, if there's something that you're not doing in your life or you're thinking about doing, I hope you do it because you will never know unless you do it. And that's kind of where... Oh, we did. <laughs> anyway, we can end it on that. I'm sure. Hey, have a great day. Okay, so everybody, we'll Bye. talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.